Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the StayMarriedFlorida.com podcast series. My name is Christopher Bruce with the Bruce Law Firm, and I have the pleasure of being joined today by Greg Douglas. Greg is a relationship therapist in the Boynton Beach and Southern Palm Beach County area, and today what we're going to go over is something I think is really important um, for a lot of people who are coming out of a series of unhealthy relationships or coming um, out of a divorce. It's something I think a lot of my clients would benefit from, and it's one of the reasons I want to talk to Greg about this, because if it can be of use to the people that I see in my divorce and family law practice, it means it can be of use to a lot of people out there. Um, so what we're going to try to cover is um, you know, how to um, get through the process of not having um, repetitive, unhealthy relationships. Uh, a lot of people find it common that they're seeing patterns in relationships that are just not um, healthy for them um, and the people around them. And that's what Greg's going to help us uh, figure out. And uh, I guess without further ado, Greg, uh, thank you for uh, joining us today. And maybe you could just tell us briefly about who you are, and, and we'll get into the uh, subject matter here. Yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's great to be here. Um, yeah, so a little bit about about me, about my practice. Uh, as you said, I am a relationship therapist, specialized in working with couples, uh, relationship counseling with individuals a lot of times, and I also have a, a specialty in men's issues as well. But one of the um, topics that I really like to discuss with my clients, and I actually get a lot of clients coming in asking about, uh, you know, it seems like I find myself dating the same person or have been married to the same person um, sometimes, and they're not sure why. So they come to me and want some answers. So that's, that's what this is about. All right. Now, yeah, I see it. I see it quite a bit. People just they, they get frustrated and they, they want to move on and have relationships in the future, but they, they they don't want to have the same one um, again and again. And uh, I guess as somebody's going through the process of hopefully getting themselves to the point of you know, being more capable of having healthy relationships in the future, how, how important is it, Greg, um, for these people to, to examine you know, some of the commonalities in their previous relationships? Yeah, that's really important. A lot of times, you know, when, when people come to me, they've kind of already gotten to that place where they say, you know, I think there's something here. I think there's a pattern. Uh, I seem to be with, you know, this type of person, that type of person. But that's usually where I have people start to just recognize uh, what's going on. So I'll, I'll talk about it in terms of dynamics a lot. So what was the dynamic like in your last relationship and, and ones before that? Um, one, a couple of things that we look at is the dynamic of one up and one down. You know, is there one partner who seems to ride in the one up position, you know, meaning they can kind of do as they please and the other one has to deal with it, which obviously would be the, the one down position. Um, another thing that we look at is the level of closeness um, or okay. the level of openness sometimes. So, you know, Usually one partner is looking for, you know, wow, I'd really like to be closer. I'd like to, to feel more connected with this person. And a lot of times the other one is using, you know, disengaging uh, 
strategies to try to, to widen that gap. So those are just a couple of examples of things that uh, I often have, have my clients look for. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it, would, it would seem to me, just with a lot of other things in life, um, you know, in order to, um, you know, make something better, you, you have to kind of analyze a little bit about, you know, what exactly was going wrong. You know, you can't, can't break or can't fix something when you, when you don't know how it, it keeps getting broken. It seems to be what you're saying here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things, too, that I like um, – I like to point out is, you know, we it, it, it's important in terms of the language that, that people use. A lot of times I'll hear people say, you know what, I'm attracting the same partners. You know, they, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm attracting this type of person. So sometimes I'll stop to say, well, wait, is it, is it you or them? I mean, are, are yeah. you know, <laughs> because you can't, uh, you know, you're not without responsibility here. What's pulling you in? You know, why are you attracted to these types of people or not necessarily people, but a lot of times it's, you know, attracted to the dynamic that that person provides? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And it's uh, I guess kind of uh, if, if everyone, um, it's not always everyone else's fault if it, if it keeps keeps happening over right. and over again. Um, and, and, you know, it does... Does somebody that might find themselves in, you know, what they feel is unhealthy relationships, does their upbringing, um, you know, in their their family and, and those relationships ever have anything uh, to do with, um, you know, them having unhealthy relationships as an adult? Absolutely. A, a resounding yes to that. Um, okay. That is actually one of the places that we start, you know, looking at the, the family that that person grew up in. You know, we call that the, the family of origin. And, you know, within that system, that's where we have um, our first relationships, you know, our relationships with our primary caregivers. Uh, siblings, of course, are a part of that often, too. But it, it's that dynamic with our they're called attachment figures, but essentially our parents, you know, our, our, our caregivers, the health of those relationships has a huge impact on how we move forward um, and being able to, in a healthy way, securely attach to others. So we definitely take a look at those relationships because what I find a lot of times is that um, – we find someone who reminds us enough of one of our parents that yeah. it allows us to feel like we've got that similar dynamic, but just enough different. The, the partner that we might pick, they're just enough different that we think, you know what, there's a shot at getting a different outcome here. Um, but that doesn't, doesn't often play out. Well, that makes sense. And yeah. I, I, I guess... I mean, here's one for you, and I mean, it's, I think it's something a lot of my clients would be interested in. I, I, I don't know how it ended up really becoming the case, but I, I represent a lot of women that are married to, you know, men that, you know, they're, they're very controlling. They're kind of on the, you're talking about ups and downs of mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. They'd probably be more in the role of on, on the down right. side, right. so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I, we really you know, peel things back, and I'm a, I'm a lawyer, not a, not a therapist, but a, a common theme seems to be, you know, in some ways they married their father. Um, mm -hmm. And so 
it is what it is. These people are in their, you know, usually 40s and 50s, at least most of my clients. But so they they know kind of where it came from. But I, I guess at a certain point, I mean, what are they supposed to do about it? I mean, how, mm-hmm. how do they kind of break break the the cycle of of that? Uh, you know, some of the people are like, yeah, I married my father, but you know, how do I keep from doing that in the future? I mean, what? Uh, right. I guess it's probably a really long question. <laughs> a lot of answers to it, but I mean, what, what are these people? What should they be doing? Yeah, that is the, the answer to that is it's fairly complex. But uh, I'll I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, I I worked with a client fairly recently, and um, she had been married before um, to a very controlling. Um, you know, husband got out of that and was, you know, beginning to date again. And she'd been dating somebody for about uh, a year, but was noticing much of the same types of, of patterns, right? Very controlling, yeah. very disapproving. You know, nothing she could do was, was good enough or right. Uh, and when we talked about her family, it was actually uh, her mother who was very much that way, very disapproving. Really? It didn't matter, you know, how well she did in school or, you know, what she was doing, it was it was never quite good enough. And so we talked about how there's that connection there for her where as a kid you can only experience yourself through the eyes of others. Um, yeah. You don't have that cognitive ability to say, oh, well, if you're disapproving of me, then that's about you. As a kid, if you're disapproving of me, it's about me. You know, it's a commentary yeah. on what's, what's missing with me. So unfortunately, you know, a, a lot of these times, we grow up, you know, we might be in our, our 40s, 50s, 60s, even even older, but yep. really largely experiencing ourselves the same way. So it's kind of like I'm only going to feel good enough about me uh, if you're approving. And if we've always felt that disapproval, it while it doesn't feel good, it does feel familiar. So for this client that I was bringing up, that was a real core issue for her is that she had always looked for the approval of others to determine how she sees herself. And, you know, until she can really get to the, the point of breaking free from that, uh, you know, it's going to be something she'll have to watch out for. Now, well, that, that makes sense. And I, I guess for, for people like, um, you know, her, um, you know, generally speaking, of course, I mean, what should they – what should they be thinking about doing or, or looking at to really, I guess, get to a level of being more comfortable or secure in, um, you know, how they feel about themselves and maybe finding finding their level of, of happiness, um, you know, based on, you know, themselves and how they feel as opposed to how others, um, you know, treat them? Yeah, it's a, a good question. It starts with, uh, a solid sense of self. You know, I often tell my, my clients, you know, you're coming in for a relationship help, but the most important relationship you're going to have is the one you have with yourself. And yeah. if that one's not good, then, you know, you're really not going to be set up for success to have relationships outside of yourself. So uh, some of the things that we look at for sure are uh, healthy self-esteem or self-worth. You know, how do I determine that? What criteria do I use? The criteria that you probably grew up using uh, has led you down a path that's not so healthy. We've got to rework that. So we need to build in new definitions, you know, a new mindset, new ways of looking at how do I 
you know, how do I look at myself um, so that it can, you know, I can put myself in a, in a good place um, and just open myself up so that I've got the chance of yeah. connecting with somebody else. And, you know, and I, I guess it's, it's sometimes it's my clients just bring this stuff up with me. Um, you know, it, it's not strictly a legal thing, and I try to give them the best practical advice possible. Um, but I, I guess I'd be interested in, you know, how, how should, um, you know, these people that have went through these unhealthy relationships and they've been taking the time to, you know, get, get better at valuing themselves and, you know, build a better sense of self, how, how, how should they go about trying to find, you know, partners that are going to, you know, support them and, and kind of like break the cycle basically uh, mm-hmm. and, and support a he- healthy relationship? How, how do they do that? And I, I guess you could probably write a, a couple books on that subject, but, you know, <laughs> what, are the, what, should, what should they be thinking about when they try to, try to find relationships that are going to be um, healthy and supportive of, I, I think, newer and positive values? So where we often start with that is looking at different criteria. Here's what I used to look for, you know, when I was, yeah. you know, looking for someone. And once you understand the reasons why, you know, this is this is why I was seeking that out. But then you start to see, wait, there seems to be, you know, this incongruence with, you know, well, what I was looking for and then, what I was actually getting, you know, the results yeah. in the relationship. And a lot of times we have to, you know, show that person, you know what, what you've been searching for made sense on one level. But after we heal some of these old wounds from childhood, after we get you to a more secure place and a healthier place uh, individually, what often happens is without doing a, a ton of, you know, conscious work on it, that person will often start to report, you know, I see it differently now. The things that I used to to look at before are not important, actually sometimes seen as red flags. And, you know, the things that I'm looking for now, maybe before, you know, uh, didn't hold as much value for me, but I really prioritize them because, you know, that's really what I want to move towards. So Uh this idea of, you know, of understanding you know, how we attach to others, our attachment style, it's called. There's been a ton of, of research done over the last, um, you know, 10, 15 years especially uh, on attachment. Uh, that's a big piece of this as well. You know, if you can find someone that you securely attach to, feel safe with, um, are on the same level as, uh, generally, you know, you're going to be able to negotiate that relationship pretty well. So, I really try to have to open up people's eyes to seeing things from a different place. Um, just like I said, what you once devalued or wanted to to maybe stay away from because, for example, you saw a person is just boring. You know, they're just kind of yeah. boring. I don't, you know, they don't really give me that that same uh, energy. I don't have chemistry is the word that comes up a lot. I don't, I don't have that same chemistry with them. Well, sometimes that chemistry is this anxious attachment that we've had since we were a kid, and it's not oh. such a great thing. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, I, I usually in, in my um, law practice, when I, I see somebody who, you know, could use some help in having more positive relationships in the, in the future, 
And I, of course, tell them there's books you can read and things like this you can listen to. But I, I always suggest, you know, maybe you need to go talk to somebody who helps people like you through this type of stuff for a living. Um, how or what are what are the things that you know you or people like you uh, kind of bring to the table in, in helping uh, somebody you know stop picking the same partner and and have mm -hmm. healthier relationships? I guess how does working with a therapist help in all this? Yeah, so there there's a lot of information out there, especially now. You know, there are, you know tons yeah. of, of podcasts, and you can go on YouTube, and you can you know read books and articles and. And a lot of that stuff is really good, and it's really good information, and it will probably make a lot of sense. The reason that you would work with a therapist on this stuff is because they're going to personalize the treatment specifically for you. You know, you could read an article yeah. where you say, well, there are bits and pieces of that that kind of, uh, you know, I identify with, but there are also these other parts that, you know, I don't. It don't make much sense. Well, in the therapy setting, obviously everything is about you specifically, your situation, the treatment's tailored for you. So it's just going to help you uh, to get a lot more in-depth uh, experience, and we're going to be able to, to get that person much more quickly to a better place rather than just kind of, kind of having some of these, you know, generalized ideas but not really understanding how do I implement this on a, on a daily basis in my life specifically. Yeah. And that's what we do here in, in our work. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think it's kind of pretty much the same with me. I mean, you can go read a lot about how, how divorce law works, but, uh, you know, an attorney's going to personalize it to you and help guide you through it. Um, you know, right. My, my always thought is, is it's if if you really want want to make the change and have the best chance of the best possible results, you know, the the people who do this for a living are the best to to work with. If you know, it's it's your happiness on the line. I don't think there's many more things uh, more important. Um, and I, I guess along those lines, if someone's listening to this and they'd like to get in touch you know, with you specifically, you know, where where, where do they find you, um, how do they get in touch with you, and, and maybe help them understand um, anything that you think they should know about your process. I think a great place to start, uh, you can check out my website, douglascounseling.com. A lot of great information on there. Uh, I write, uh, update my blog on a, on a usually weekly or every couple weeks basis, so I've got a lot of good articles on there that might uh, resonate with people. You can learn much more about me, the different services I offer. So that's a great resource. And also, you know, people can just find me the old-fashioned way, just pick up the phone and, and give me a call. Um, like you said, my office is in, in uh, Boynton in South Palm Beach County area, and the phone number is 561-207-1903. So either of those ways will, will get, a, get you to me. Well, uh, perfect, and thank you for that information. Um, everyone, again, this is um, uh, the StayMarriedFlorida.com podcast series, and we've had the chance to um, be on here with Greg Douglas uh, of Douglas Counseling, and his phone number, again, is 561-207-1903, and his website is douglascounseling.com. I guess we're right about at the end of this year, but I don't know, Greg, if there's anything else uh, you'd like to add. I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your practice to do this with me. 
No, I really appreciate you you doing the same. Uh, I just think this is a good a good topic for people. I think it's it's relevant. It's something um, that if if you notice yourself, you know, being stuck in the same type of relationship, don't feel like that you know that's your lot in life, and you're going to have to deal with it. You can absolutely make the change, and that's what I would propose people really really look at doing. Well, I think that's that's great advice, and um, you know, I, I've seen people go through the hard relationship uh, changes and what I do, and I, I think the difference in, you know, my clients uh, five years after they, they've moved through the divorce process with me, the difference between them, you know, being happy um, or not in life, um, I think is very much coordinate, correlated with taking the time to do the things that Greg is talking about and work with somebody like him to make sure that they stay on track and on task with it. Um, so thank you, Greg, for everything. Um, again, uh, this has been the StayMarriedFlorida.com podcast series. Uh, my name is Christopher Bruce with the Bruce Law Firm. And you know, if you're listening to this and think you'd like to um, get some help with this type of subject, I really encourage you to reach out with uh, reach out to Greg. And if you're not in the South uh, Palm Beach County area, you should look at StayMarriedFlorida.com. We have a directory of some just excellent professionals that I've had a chance to personally meet, and um, I'd encourage you to reach out there. Um, so thank you, everyone, for taking the time uh, to listen to this, and I hope this has been helpful to you.